It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here as in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. The 2023-24 Pitt men's basketball season is underway with a bang. A 100, yes, 100-52 victory against NCANT earlier this week to get things rolling with Binghamton coming to the Peterson Event Center this upcoming Friday. I'm Austin Bechtold. This is the Pit Talk Sports Network, a part of the Fan First Sports Network, Panthers Pathway. Pleased to be joined alongside George Michalowski, my partner in crime at Pittsburgh Sports Now. George, you're the man, the portal report, Pittsburgh Sports Now. No matter where we go, when we go, no matter what happens, it seems like there is somebody that wants to talk basketball with you, George, whether it be Pitt, nationally, you've become national. How does that feel? I don't know about all that. I don't know about all that. I like uh, I like the crowd in Pittsburgh. I like the crowd in the, uh, you know, the Pittsburgh press box for sure. Um, I don't know if I'm national yet. I'm trying to get there obviously someday, but I appreciate it and I uh, appreciate you having me on. I'm pumped to be on for the first time. Yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun. And it was a lot of fun. You and I sitting there for the first game yeah. of the year. Bob Carrington. Now, coming into this season, Jalen Lowe was regarded as a little bit of a better recruit. Thought maybe he would be the guy that could slide his way into the starting lineup with so many key starters. Nellie Cummings is gone. Greg Elliott's gone. Demarius Burton is gone. Nike Sabandi, sixth man of the year, is gone. But it was Carrington who led the charge. As the young point guard, only a freshman in his first career game, first career game at the college level, 18 points, 12 boards, 10 assists. He recorded double-digit rebounds before he got double-digit points, the first hit basketball triple-double since 98. Yeah, I, I think last year, I think the reason for them, you know, most people thinking that Lowe would come in and get that point guard spot was just because he was listed as a point guard online on these recruiting sites. 
Um, but as the season got closer and closer, you know, we saw not only in the open practice, we saw Carrington playing the one. Uh, in the exhibition, we saw Carrington start at the one. So people started to, you know, get around this idea of Bob Carrington being Pitt's starting point guard, and he looked really good, not only in practice, but in the exhibition. So it looks like leading up to game one, you know, I wrote in that preview article for that NCA&T game, like the Bob Carrington hype train is coming into town. Um, it seems like a lot of people are now on board as he dropped the first triple-double since 1998 in Pitt. Uh, so great game for Bob. Um, Jalen also like has shown great things so far. He had a tough start. He had two turnovers, started 0 for 2 early on in the game. But I do think Jalen's going to play a big role this year for Pitt. Um, I just think the versatility that Carrington provides at 6'5", at, uh, you know, literally he could be playing the wing for another team. He's that big. He can shoot. Um, the versatility that he provides, the patience that he has, I think has set him aside. Um, and he's shown that he's not afraid of the moment. I don't think Lowe is any of these things. But, um, you know, I think Carrington's proven that he's earned the starting spot. Uh, so I'm excited to see both of them play the rest of this year. Now it is whispers NCA and T and they're yes. not that good of a basketball team. It was at home, the season opener, but that is exactly what Pitt should have done really, especially when West Virginia struggled at home, North Carolina, took a little bit of time to get going. Michigan state lost to James Madison, the number four ranked team in the country, blowing a game where I think it was, they gave him $50,000 James Madison to show up. Oh, I think it was 90. I think it was 90. Regardless, it was an absurd amount of money just to show up, play basketball, and Michigan State to get an automatic victory, and the Panthers took care of business. It looks so smooth and easy for Pitt. Yeah, it's hard not to overreact um, when it looked that smooth. It looked that perfect. That was, I said at halftime, the first half, I was like, that was the best half I think I've seen in the past few years from Jeff Capel's teams. Like 50 to 15 at halftime, that was absurd, no matter who you're playing against. Um, you know, I think UPJ kept it closer than that. So um, it was impressive. Obviously, like you said, NCANT projected to be one of the worst teams in Division One. They've got a brand new head coach um, who'd been an assistant the past few years before. So he's got a lot to figure out. They've got a lot of JUCO pieces coming in, a lot of transfers. So they have a lot to figure out this year. But, you know, we talked to him after the game, the opposing head coach, and They've got a lot to learn. They've got a lot to learn from that game. You know, it's for a mid-major like them, for a low-major school, it's coming in, brand-new team. You're going to learn a lot from, you know, adversity that they face. So, um, you know, with all due respect to them, I do think Pitt played great. Um, I think, you know, it, it wasn't the best competition they'll play. I think the competition will even get steeper on Friday night here um, against Binghamton. You know, it's, it's a team that was a leading Northwestern for a good amount of time in their first game of the year. So um, all things considered, though, everything went as well as it could have for Pitt to start the year. Pitt fans also have seen it go the wrong way. Uh, they felt like Michigan State fans, maybe not as much because they weren't ranked fifth, fourth in the nation to start the year. But, you know, the Citadel, you know, I, I remember that game like it was yesterday. Nichols. So, yeah, Nichols. Like, you know, the list goes on uh, for those bye game losses. So all things considered, Pitt fans, hey, you're in a pretty good spot right now. Um, don't know how it's going to go the rest of the year, but uh, you know, don't take it for advantage. Don't take advantage of it. You know, it's a, it's a good time to be a Pitt fan for sure. The more I watch this team in comparison to last year, and people are going to continue. I don't know if it's fair to this year's team because 
last year's squad came out of nowhere. Nobody really predicted Pitt to go and be one of the best teams in the ACC, have a chance on the last day to win the ACC regular season title, to yeah. go into the NCAA tournament and win two games. So partly expectations are going to be set very high for this year's squad just because of what last year's team did. I look at this year's team that I don't think they're as good, maybe at this point, maybe it gels and gets to this level, that they're as good as of a collective team, meaning Nellie Cummings, Jamarius Burton, Greg Elliott, and Sabandi. Those guys really brought it all together right. with, with Hinson, with the Twins, with Federico. That group, you could tell, would run through a brick wall, a steel wall, whatever, for each other. This group might get to that point. I think last year, it's more of a team aspect. This year's team, though, is a lot more talented than I think last year's. I agree. I mean, like we talked about, last year's team, it felt like at a higher floor. Um, I don't know if this team necessarily this year has a higher ceiling, but we do think like last year's team, you kind of knew what you were going to get and that once we saw that they knew how to win together, I don't think anyone was looking back. It was like once Pitt went on that run where they like covered 10 games in a row, uh, Vegas's worst nightmare. Once they won all those games and went on that run, it was like, okay, this team can make it to March and I think they could win some games in March. They were older as a starting five than the Thunder in the NBA. Um, you know, they had all been to the tournament before. These guys, like Nelly had been there twice. Um, Greg had competed in high-level games at Marquette. JB had been at a few different schools at all different levels of college basketball. He had been at Pitt before, too. So these guys had been there before. They were really experienced. They were looking to get to the next level. I think all of them did want to go pro that whole time. But they really were focused on winning a championship. Um, and I think this year, what's kind of surprised me, and I know it's we're literally one game into the season, but Capel said it too. You heard him after the game. He was like, listen, like the, the way that this team has gelled so far is all because Blake Hinson, the Twins, Federico, they're all guys that are back. Jeffress, KJ Marshall even. They're all back from last year's team. They carried with them all these lessons, all these ways to get through adversity. And they – you know, instilled this in the new kids and the new guys who are also not all brand new freshmen. You know, Leggett's been there before. Zach Austin's been there before. These guys have played against high major teams. So, you know, they've gone through plenty of adversity. Even the freshmen, they grew up their coach's sons. So they're already ahead of a normal freshman. So these guys, not only are they really talented, but they've found a way to bring last year's culture with them this year. And that's the signs of a you know, trending uh, a program that's trending upwards for sure. Blake Hinson had a kind of quiet 13 points. And typically whatever Blake Hinson does, it's not that quiet. He's the oh. unequivocal or whatever, whatever word you want to use, whatever big adjective. He's the leader of this team. He's the guy. Gone are the guys from last year where they were all guys in their last year of eligibility, had been there for so long, as you mentioned, older than the starting five of the OKC Thunder. I think Hinson has matured, as well as the Twins. They've kind of took on a little bit of a leadership role as well. Federico not as vocal as the Twins are. And for Jorge and Guillermo Diaz-Graham to add on 20 pounds apiece. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. 
And that is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and, not uh, as simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. And get bigger, get stronger to be able to battle with the likes of Kyle Filipowski and Armando Baycott for yeah. the two teams projected to finish at the very top of the ACC could also do wonders. Yeah, you know, I think the the real thing about Henson that I noticed was I kind of agree with you. It was like it, it felt quiet. Uh, you know, he shot the same amount of shots per game that he shot last year. Like he, he was five for 11 in this game on Monday, I believe. And that those were his averages last year. It was like five makes a game out of 11 attempts a game. So it wasn't anything less than last year. I think people just got so used to him shooting from the logo that it doesn't surprise you as much anymore. Like he opened the season with a logo three and the most Blake Henson move ever. Um, but I think it's a blessing for Pitt to be able to kind of use him as a secret weapon. You know, if Bub Carrington's gaining all the att- uh, attention in the scout for the opposing team for Binghamton, you know, they have to spend a lot of time on Bub Carrington this week. Um, that means they're taking a little bit of their time away from Henson, which heading into this year, one of the main questions that I was getting was, you know, I did a QA and a and I think three or four people asked, like, who is going to score besides Blake Henson this year? Um, so now that you see that Carrington can score, that Leggett can bully other guards and get to the rack, that, you know, Lowe can shoot it, he can step in and score every once in a while. He's got a nice floater. I like I like when Lowe drives to the basket. I think it's, he's got great touch. I think he's got a lot to prove there. Um, but there's other guys, Zach Austin too. Like, these guys can score the Twins, like you mentioned. These guys can score in so many different ways, so much talent at every position um, that I think Blake Henson is going to be a real weapon for Pitt this year. He already obviously was going to be, regardless if he was the lone star in this team. I'm sure he would have put up huge first-team All-ACC numbers, but I think now with all this talent around him, man, it makes him more deadly, makes Pitt more effective as a team. And Henson did score, I think it was seven of the first nine points of the game for Pitt. Right. Yeah, that also plays a part in it. Jorge was really good. Didn't miss a shot. Was good on the boards. Dribble drive, whatever it was. You know, I thought Guillermo would potentially be the most improved player on this team. Jorge, and again, one game, NCANT. We'll start to see what really happens when we get into Missouri in the game against the SEC opponents, like all ACC teams will play. West Virginia, who at this point in time is a team with, 75 different question marks. Who's yeah. going to play? Who's not going to play? Who will be eligible to play? But once you get into the, the turn of the new year, we'll really know what this team is about. But some of these games can also help to build up a little bit of momentum and also get some of the chemistry down for when you have to face the Mountaineers on the road in Morgantown or the Missouri Tigers at the peak or when you get into Clemson as one of the first ACC games of the year. Yeah, obviously you want to test yourself in the non-conference. I think a lot of coaches agree with that. Um, I think Pitt's done a pretty good job of scheduling, too. Like, those games aren't going to be easy. There's Florida, uh, potentially Baylor, Florida, Mizzou. You know, that's a tough group of three teams. It's super talented. Mizzou's a really interesting team to me. Kind of reminds me of the Pitt program a bit in that last year they kind of broke through. Obviously, Dennis Gates just got there, so it's not the same as being in year five when you make the tournament. But they got a lot of talent kind of everywhere. They've got Connor Vanover. He's like 7'4". Anyway, won't get too much into the uh, Mizzou Tigers. But like you were saying, like these games early on 
are giving us a, a great view, great insight into what Pitt can do with these different lineups, uh, what the Twins can do. Like you said, Guillermo, you know, he, he's a, both of them are pretty similar players. Um, Jeff Cable refers to Guillermo as a big and Jorge as more of a guard, he said last year. Um, and I can see that. Like when you watch the offense, Guillermo usually is filling in for Fede and he's setting screens and, you know, popping out for a three or pick and roll. Like Jorge on the other end is on the wing. And, yeah, he might set some screens as well um, and some of their different actions. But, you know, he's more of a guy who's just going to get shots out on the wing from penetration from different actions that are leaving the shooters open. So um, there's there's a lot to improve on for both of the Twins. But I think like they're both in for a big year if they can continue to play their role well. Um, the thing that I really like to watch is the bigs, is Federico and, and Guillermo when they're out there. Because um, I feel like at this point, we kind of know what we're going to get out of the guards. We've seen what they can do at their best ability. Not their best ability. I'm not going to put a ceiling on them like that. But, you know, it's it's really fun to me to watch the development of Federico, to watch the development of Guillermo. You know, we saw Federico get the ball up top the other day and dribble drive straight, you know, straight line drive right to the rack. Surprise. That before. And I don't think that's something he's going to do too often, but, you know, he, he's obviously growing as a player and he's getting more confident on the roll where he can catch the ball and just, even if there's a defender flying by, he can slam it right on their face. Um, Guillermo the same way. He's getting stronger with the ball and he's getting more confident when he pick and pops. He shoots a three like the one where he got Bub's triple-double on, you know. So I think there's a lot of, you know, growing room, uh, room to grow for these guys down low, for the young guys. But um, complimenting the guards, man, they've, they've looked great so far. What role do you think Will Jeffers has on this team? I don't see him being much of an offensive contributor, but defensively he could be one of the best guard on-ball defenders or even off-ball defenders against some of the ACC's best, and maybe that's how Jeff Capel decides to utilize him? Yeah, I mean, it's tough for me because it's it's going to be hard, no matter what level you're playing, to, to see the court more than 15 minutes a game if you're not providing any offense. Um, you just can't afford to have a player on the court who can't threaten the other team. You know, they'll lead to double teams on other guys, and we kind of saw that with Jeffers two years ago when he was playing, when they, they really weren't guarding him out deep and he couldn't couldn't hit much. Um, I do think he's a good weapon on defense. Um, the problem is, again, like Zach Austin's a great defender, I think, as well. Um, and that might be more due to his crazy athleticism. You know, you saw him swatting away shots that he had no business getting in touch with the other day. Um, and in the exhibition, too, like he really looks like he can block anything, even if he gets beat. So Zach Austin looked like a great defender to me. Um, he's obviously a bit more of an offensive threat than Jeffers has proven to be. Uh, Jeffers has not shot the bell well at all since he's gotten to college. Still doesn't look too confident. I'd like to see him. He's a great kid. Um, hard worker, obviously. Like when he was out there, um, he looked like he was going as hard as anyone. He's putting in so much effort on the glass, too, that I do think he'll provide value, um, especially if you got to give Austin a break or if Hinton's in foul trouble. You know, you can throw in Jeffers for those guys. He could be a real valuable piece. I mean, we saw Nike come off the bench last year, he became one of the most important players in the conference. He won six man of the year. So I don't think Jeffress just because I don't think he's going to get a lot of minutes. Um, I'd put him around like 15 minutes a game, but I do think that he can still provide a lot of value for Pitt on the defensive end. He's a strong kid. 
you know, he can guard bigger wings, uh, probably can guard some fours in this league. So I think he's, uh, I think he's got a lot of room to improve offensively still though. George Michalowski, Pittsburgh sports now alongside here on Panthers pathway. You reported that Marlon Barnes jr. Is going to red shirt this year. What do you think went into that decision? Is it maybe just a minutes thing? Kind of seeing that in the exhibition, he played a little bit, but in the first game of the year, did not touch the floor, and maybe that the writing was on the wall that this was just the best thing to do. Yeah, I, I think both sides definitely agreed uh, that this was the best way to move forward. Um, Marlin is 6'6", 190 he's listed at. I think they're going to want him to be around 210 at, at least when he's playing for them uh, and then over the next few years. I think you've got to be bigger to compete at the wing position in the ACC. Um, and he's just got a lot of room to grow, you know, not only with adding muscle, adding weight, but his game, I think he's super athletic. He's six, six and pretty lanky, pretty long. Um, so I think he can be a great player for Pitt down the road. I think they agree as well. Like he's a great de developmental piece to have as a red shirt guy growing under your wings. And again, I, I think the main reason is that the wing spot is just really crowded. Um, I believe Jim Hammett asked Jeff Capel a few weeks ago when we were at a presser about Marlin and about what he's done so far in practice because all the talk has been about Bub and Jalen um, in terms of the freshmen. And Jeff pretty much said the same thing, like, hey, there's a lot of great players on the wing this year. Marlin is going to be a great piece for us. We think he's really important for this program, um, whether that's next year, whether that's the year after. But right now, you've got Zach Austin, you've got Jorge, you've got Jeffress. You even have Hinson, who's playing the four for Pitt, but Hinson's shooting threes all the time. He's hanging around by the logo. Like, if Marlon was out there, he'd probably be doing the same thing. Um, so, you know, there's a lot of guys in front of him taking up minutes. There's a lot of older guys. And, again, it's it's hard to not get discouraged by that if you're a Marlon Barnes fan or if you are Marlon Barnes. But I think he knows. I think he understands. I think the team, you know, made it clear to him that, he is a, a major piece of the puzzle going forward. George, what do you think this team's ceiling is? Where, where do you see them going? I know you posted a overall predictions list, as most of us did on the pit beat, for what we expect to see. Both of us are in, in agreement on going back to the NCAA tournament for a second consecutive season. What about damage in the ACC this year? North Carolina once again on the schedule at home, Duke at home and away some of the top matchups there as well as against Virginia. Yeah. I mean, like you said, I, I predicted them to go, let's see. I'm trying to find the exact prediction here. I think um, it was. I mapped, one, it out. I mapped it out perfectly. Yeah. 22, 22 and, and nine. nine. Yeah. I had them going 22 and nine and 13 and seven in the ACC. So I, I think that I went through every game. Um, I had them, you know, fall into Duke twice. I, I think Duke is just unbelievably talented, unbelievably big. Uh, that's been Duke for forever. I mean, they're as talented as anyone in this country. So um, it's going to be tough to go into Cameron and get a win. Maybe, you know, who knows? Pick could be super hot by the time they come here, I believe, in January. Um, so that'll be a big game. I think North Carolina is going to be tough again. Last North Carolina, I don't know. I don't know about North Carolina because I thought they'd be really good last year. So did everyone. And just they just were not at all. So that's going to be tough. But I think Pitt, you know, they were projected ninth in the ACC preseason poll. I have them more around fifth or sixth, which I think would get them into the tournament like last year. They were tied for fifth. Um, I think – I really think that 
you know, they're, they're one of the top five or six teams in the league. There's a lot of middle of the pack teams like Clemson, like Wake Forest, like Virginia Tech, um, you know, they're NC State. All those guys are kind of grouped with Pitt in that preseason poll and in most people's projections. But I think Pitt's got as much talent, as much upside at least, as any of those teams do. Um, I love Wake Forest for some reason. I, I think it's because I've seen them last year. I saw them play at the ACC tournament, loved what I saw. And they got a new transfer guard, Kevin Miller, who's a Chicago kid that I remember watching a few years ago in high school. Um, love his game. So I like Wake Forest's team a lot. I think they could give Pitt a little trouble. I like NC State as well, the transfers they brought in. I think they could give Pitt a little trouble. Clemson's a really good team that I didn't mention yet. I think they've got a lot of talent. Joe Girard coming in there. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Um, you know, across the ACC. So I think there's some of these teams that I'm naming that can give Pitt trouble. What I mean by that is like Pitt plays NC State and Wake Forest twice. Um, I believe Clemson twice. It's like I wouldn't be surprised to see Pitt split, Pitt split those games. Yeah. Um, you know, at the same time, like I, like I said, I think Pitt stacks up against any of those guys with just as much, if not more, talent. Um, and it just depends on if they're hot. You know, if we see Pitt go, I had them going nine and two in the non-con. If we see Pitt, you know, run the table or go and win the, uh, you know, event in Brooklyn in a, in a couple of weeks, like these predict- predictions can all change. You know, no one predicted Bub Carrington to have a triple-double on night one. Um, not He doesn't have to keep that up, but who knows? You know, Blake could go out and score 30 next, you know, tomorrow against – uh, you know, Binghamton or whoever, whoever they end up playing, you know, next, next week, you know, I could see all this team uh, gaining help from all different directions. So, um, you know, I, I do think they can be an NCAA tournament team again. So um, that's, that was my prediction in my story. I'm sticking with it now. I'm just excited to see the rotation, how the minutes fall in place and what, what everyone's production looks like here in a few weeks at the end of non-conference. George, closing thoughts on just overall your opinion of the team and where this thing could go this year. Really optimistic. Yeah, I mean, it's hard not to be optimistic after 100, 100 to 52 on opening night, especially because of what we've seen in the past few years. Um, but I think it, it's a really interesting year to be a Pitt fan. Like, if you asked me three months ago when I hadn't seen anything of the freshmen, other than I saw them both play in high school, but if I hadn't seen them play with this Pitt team, I couldn't know what they would provide. If you had me predict then, I probably would have said, look, if they get to the NIT this year, that's a success. And if the freshmen show that they could be important pieces for the future, that's a success. You know, I didn't think this team necessarily on paper was exactly an NCAA tournament caliber team back right when they got the transfers. I think they're great transfers. They ranked very highly on the portal report um, on our transfer database. I think Leggett and Austin were both top 100 transfers out of like 18, 1900 players that entered the portal this year. So um, we really liked who they brought in. Um, I think now after seeing them, like we said, my expectations definitely, um, you know, 
rose for this team. So I, I think there's a lot of moving parts this year. There's a lot of new players in the mix. Like if you haven't been to a pick game since last year and you haven't read any of our articles that Austin and I have been writing, um, you, you're going to have a hard time going to a game and, and understanding what's going on. There's a lot of new faces, a lot of new moving parts, but somehow Jeff Capel has kept the same culture from last year. So all things uh, you know, look to be going right for Pitt this year. That's right. They can follow you at Michaelowski CBB, right? College yeah. basketball on yes, Twitter. Sir. I'm yep. at Austin R. Bechtold. George and I locking it down. Pitt basketball, Pittsburgh sports now. Appreciate your time, George. Yep. Thanks, Austin. Appreciate it, man. Here on the Pit Talk Sports Network, a part of the Fan First Sports Network, Panthers pathway as Pitt basketball gets rolling. An exciting season that can be for the Panthers. And Jeff Capel after coming off of last year's two wins in the NCAA tournament.